Welcome to Cardiology, everyone. Well, it's that time of the week where we need to be looking ahead. Um, and we are set for a matchup here against the Washington Commanders in Washington. Um, and to kind of talk through this matchup and what we might be looking for on the field, uh, I am joined by my friend, Chris Burdett. Hi, Chris. How are you? How's it going, Mark? I, man, if I was any better, I'd be you. Uh, happy <laughs> holidays. And uh, hi, everybody. Great to hear. Great to, great to talk with you all. Great to see you, Mark. Yeah, be careful what you wish for there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you probably don't want to be me. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, we, we've got an interesting one to talk about here. We've got the Browns who are, you know, limping into this game. We're kind of back and forth, pretty inconsistent. Took a tough loss uh, last week against New Orleans in some of the most bitter conditions that any Browns team has ever played in. Um, and now we have a matchup coming against the Commanders, and the Commanders are sitting right on the edge of a playoff berth themselves. They are trying to uh, win out in order to secure a playoff position, um, and so this is going to be a must-win game for them. And, and with that in mind, they've made some interesting changes in their lineup heading into this game. Um, the biggest being bringing Carson Wentz back off the bench um, to replace Taylor Heineke as the starting quarterback, which uh, I find that fascinating. What do you think, Chris? I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, it's it. They started the year with Wentz. Um, he beat Jacksonville. He proceeded to lose the next four. Beat Chicago. They pulled him before they went into Green Bay. Uh, the other quarterback comes in and wins against. Uh, let's see here. Green Bay, Indianapolis, uh, Philadelphia. He beat Philadelphia and Houston, fine, and Atlanta, which somebody we should have beaten. But then in the last couple of weeks, they tied New York, lost to New York, and lost to San Francisco. So apparently they're feeling like there's not a lot of momentum there. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I, we'll see how it works out. Good for them. I mean, they do control their destiny. If they beat us this week, and if they beat Dallas the following week, they are in the playoffs, if I understand it correctly. Yes, that's that looks to be the the way it's all playing out. If they can really um, win these two games, it's going to set them up nicely. Um, you know, their matchup with the Cowboys being probably um, the largest part of that equation. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it's really a tale of two teams that are in um similar positions um washington is sitting at 7 7 and 1 um in their division um and are sitting you know kind of at the the bottom where we are sitting 6 and 9 at the bottom of our division um right. so um the NF nfc east is a tough battle this year where you have philadelphia who's pretty much been running away with it all year um, and Dallas right behind them, and Washington, who is now taken, does not own the tiebreaker over the Giants um, mm -hmm. because they, uh, you know, they they weren't able to pull a full win and and took that tie. So so a tough a tough matchup there for them to try to get into the playoffs. But they're going to be looking um, and they're hungry. Um, so I do think that this this quarterback change is a big deal. I, I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm a little surprised 
um, mm-hmm. because just it seemed like the momentum is more in the favor of Taylor Heineke. Now, the the offense hasn't necessarily performed outstanding um, coming into this game. Um, you know, they really haven't broken uh, the 20-point threshold um, in their last four matchups. Right. Um, and they really have only broken 20 points twice um, since uh, Heineke took over. So there is a little bit of um, flash that they're looking for out of this offense. Um, you know, they, they've got some really great young talent on this team, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, Jahan Dotson, um, their first-round pick, at wide receiver has has had just a fantastic rookie season. Um, he's looking like a great pickup for them. Um, but also, too, you know, from the rookie standpoint, um, you know, the big story of the year for the Commanders was Brian Robinson Jr., the running back out of Alabama, who, um, you know, nearly lost the ability to run um, after being the victim of um, a – a carjacking attempt um, mm. where he almost Awful. found himself um, injured and out from gunshot wounds and was able to bring himself back and is showing a lot of power um, and, and a lot of ability um, in that running back room. Um, but then I also think you've got uh, a big piece in Terry McLaurin, um, the former Ohio state wide receiver who plays for Washington, um, who um, is just a very, very talented young receiver. So they feel like they have weapons out there that are just not being um, used appropriately. So I think this move to Carson Wentz is, uh, I don't want to say it's a desperation move because they're not that far off, but um, it does feel like uh, a last gasp at really creating a spark um, for this team heading into the playoffs. I, 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 I had to chuckle a little bit because, the thought process of weapons not being used appropriately has been a theme for us as well. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, you know. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, it's going to be interesting to see which Washington Commanders team shows up. But I think the bigger question for me is which Cleveland Browns team shows up. I mean, I mean, we're Jekyll and Hyde, aren't we? I mean, are, do you have any confidence of exactly what we're going to what we're going to see on offense or on defense? This, this game? Well, you know what? It's going to be interesting because, you know, some of the pieces that, or let's say not pieces, let's say excuses. Let's, let's go with the harsher <laughs> term. Um, some of the excuses that we've been using in the last couple of weeks should not be an issue going into this game. So um, as bitter cold as it's been um, in this week leading up to Christmas and some of these days right after Christmas, um, that weather on the East Coast and in the Midwest is breaking come the weekend. Um, right. So there is actually the forecast for Washington on um, on sad. Excuse me. The forecast for Washington on Sunday is actually fifty seven degrees. That's um, awesome. Fifty seven degrees outdoor stadium. So. Uh, we shouldn't be worried about receivers having to catch um, cold, steel cold footballs in the midair and uh, running backs having to run with sleeves or not sleeves and our warm weather quarterback, whether he's going to 
do well. Everything should be falling into place to really start to show something and, and start to build into the off season. Now, the biggest piece is going to be motivation, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, Cleveland just realistically does not have anything to play for, but potentially pride. So um, at six and nine, the, mm-hmm. the, probably the only real thing that the Browns could possibly achieve is a tie with Pittsburgh in the, in the division, in the division standing. So, so a win, a win against Washington and then finishing out the season with the win against Pittsburgh would put both Pittsburgh and Cleveland um, sitting at eight and nine. Um, That is assuming that Pittsburgh um, is able to win um, in their matchup against Baltimore um, this week. But um, that's really what you're playing for, right? Not to be the bottom of your division, playing for pride, playing for um, showing something on the way and spoiling some teams on the way out the door into the offseason. So how the Browns can kind of pull together um, and show up for this game there, it's been a real roller coaster um, in terms of motivation and how the Browns look week to week. You know, we've seen a lot of this where, you know, the Browns take a loss um, and then come back and show a lot in a win. And then they take a loss and they come back for a win and they take a loss. So there's been, you know, this up and down nature to the entire season. Um, you know, uh, we obviously had that stretch of four games where we took four losses that really took the wind um, out of the sails of the entire season. But every other win has been followed up. It seems to be followed up by a kind of a lackluster performance right after it. Um, so, you know, what kind of team comes out? I think you're right. It, I think it's really, really gray as to who's going to show up and how it's going to be. Um but I think this game is going to line up just like all the games have lined up and just like December football always lines up. You got, you can't let Washington run the ball all over you. Um, and you're going to have to have a secondary that shows up to play. Well, I think a couple of things. Number one, it's going to be interesting because I mean, and I heard the news conference today with Steph, with uh, Kevin Stefanski and he said, you know, we're absolutely going to win the game. I mean, that's the goal. But by the same token, he's not playing for anything. So it is his chance to see what he's got in some players that maybe have not got some playing time, number one. Um, but I think number two, the other big question is, you know, what can we do on offense? What can we do on defense? What can we execute better? How does he treat it? Does he treat it like a 2023 preseason game? Um, or does he treat it like we're going to win this because it's a pride issue. And I don't know the answer to that, you know? Well, I think you're hearing a lot of quotes. Like you're hearing quotes out of the defensive players that say they think they're getting better and better each week. Well, you know, unfortunately that's a little uh, too little too late. Right. But, but if you really do believe that, then, then you should be showing up for these last two games. We should be seeing something out of you. Um, You know, the, the offense, um, you know, there's been some tough sledding lately, and and we talked about it on our last podcast episode. I'm not sure about the health of our offensive line. I'm not sure if if we are running uh, on all cylinders exactly the way we would like. Um, but but we still have Nick Chubb, and we still have 
a running game that needs to be respected. And, and we have a big arm quarterback. Um, you know, one of the things that I'll be looking to see is, you know, can Deshaun Watson continue to show um, uh, a control of the offense of what's going on on the field. And I think, um, I think we've seen a little bit of that um, in the last couple of weeks, each game seems to be a little bit better. I think, I think you have to take last week for what it was, which was a game played in, in some crazy conditions. Um, but the reality is that the, the only mistake, um, the only interception last week was a ball off a receiver's hands. Um, and so, you know, it does look like Deshaun Watson is getting more comfortable um, playing with this offense. I would like to see a little bit more uh, use of his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we saw it in the in the sole touchdown last week, right? You know, that was a really nice play. Um, basically took took the sweep to the left and basically went untouched into the end zone. Um, you know, I don't know if I necessarily need to see more of those designed runs, but but I do feel like there were more than a few chances in the last two games for the Browns um, where Deshaun could have tucked the ball and ran for a first down every once in a while. Um, so I would like to see a little bit more of that. Um, but I do think it's overall, it's a competitive fire. Um, are, is this team willing to just roll into the off season or are they willing to roll up their sleeves and really prove to be spoilers and tough outs for the next two teams that they play? I, I tell you what, for me, based upon the fact that Deshaun has now started, what, two games for us? Is that right? Two games, right? Uh, three. Three, okay. Three games. He has two more. This one and the next one. I would be very happy if We're Kevin's... actually wrong. We're wrong. We're completely wrong. Four. He started four, four. games. So we got the Texans, the Bengals, the Ravens, and and then last week the Saints. Yeah, so there you go. Pittsburgh. So, four. so we have two more. This one and the next one yep. against Pittsburgh. I would be very happy if Kevin's entire design strategy is nothing more than to get Deshaun Watson ready for next year, to get him those reps, to get him. And I know there's going to be a gap in time, but I would love to see that just from a standpoint of, and he, you can see him getting more comfortable. I just, a win is if at the end of the year, we see him actually comfortable and more of those running plays like you mentioned. I think it's a great point, but you know, it's got to be about next year, doesn't it? It does. Now, I will say, though, that I'm not sure that a strategy that's focused on just, um, you know, getting more out of Deshaun Watson is necessarily going to be a winning strategy in these next two games. Um, right. Because I I do believe that, you know, there's there's a lot of Browns fans and a lot, and a lot of people who say that we are not running the ball enough, that we're not using the weapons that we have to truly get Deshaun Watson um, comfortable completely in this offense might mean throwing the ball more. Um, And I don't know that that's something that this fan base is going to be very excited about seeing. And I don't know that it would necessarily translate into a win. Now it could, I mean, it Mm -hmm. really depends on the type of games you're playing. I think, I think when you're looking at the commanders, there's a little bit more of a potential for some gunslinging going on. Um, you know, the commanders have been up and down. Um, mm-hmm. But if 
if you know Carson Wentz is anything, he is a little bit of that gunslinger in him, and he tends to make mistakes. Um, but as much as this offense has been somewhat anemic, its best games have come um, with a lot of throwing the ball, a lot of pushing the ball down the field. Um, you know, they their best numbers this year have been 27 points against the Lions. They put 28 on the Jaguars at the beginning of the season, but I don't think the Jaguars are the same team right now. Um, no. 27 points against the Lions. 25 against the Cowboys. Um, and then they're they're kind of anemic, but then they they broke out for 32 against the Eagles. So they have some explosive um playmaking in them. And I think that this whole change to Wentz is a a hope to harness some of that. And so I do think from the Browns perspective, that might require um going um pass for pass, but I but I think in terms of just a winning strategy, I think the Browns just have to be themselves, just like they've we've talked about all year. I think if you come out and you control the ball to start this game, you put points on early, and then mm-hmm. you continue to churn at that clock and use play action passing, um, you should be able to pull out a win in this game. And I think that for the improvement of Deshaun Watson, I would be looking for even sharper passes coming out of those play action passes. Um, you know, he had a lot of drop balls in this last game, which which yep. hurt a lot. However, he had some overthrows and some balls that weren't on target as well. So continuing to get that timing, especially with Amari Cooper, um, uh, you know, we've seen uh, uh, DPJ have a really great year, um, how that continues to flow. Um, but just... And and the relationship with with Watson and Njoku, which I think is is a relationship that needs to continue to keep building um, into next year. And it certainly and, feels like it's growing, doesn't it? It, it does. certainly feels like it's growing. It um, does. You that's two guys. So so with Njoku and and Watson. So obviously Watson, you you signed him to a franchise contract. You've got him locked in for years. So you're expecting huge things out of him. But Njoku is also I mean, this is a guy who's been writing the reputation of a physical freak for years. And he has shown us flashes of brilliance, but then he's also been very quiet at different times. So this continued his continued confidence in his quarterback and in what he's doing, I think can only be a good thing for the Browns. So yeah, looking for that matchup to really continue to to grow. It could be like a kettle for Mahomes, you know? I mean, it, it could turn into something really awesome, I think. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah, it just you wonder how we're going to play it this week. You know, you wonder what the game's going to look like. Um, but I hope they go into it with a thought process of, you know, um, you know, winning the last two. The last, the last game was hard to watch. It really was. And I want to see some heart in this game, you know? Well, and I'd like to, I I think an, a game plan that kind of like, like the game plan we had last week. Now I know it was tough sledding with, with the weather and everything, but you know, our game plan leaned more into the run um, mm-hmm. because we really didn't, the, 
we weren't even really even in runs versus passes until the last drive um, where we had 11 pass attempts. Um, so before that, um, we were we were swayed heavily towards the run. I, I'd like to see it. I'd like us to keep doing that because I feel like prior to that last drive that the Browns were throwing the ball when they needed to, not just all the time. Um, and I want to see, I'd like to see better play action passing. I'd like to see, uh, teams have to respect that run, um, and some open receivers down the field, not just tough passes. Um, so, you know, I, I think that that's a recipe for managing the clock. I think it's a recipe for keeping, um, the commanders, um, try to keep the commander's defense on the field as much as possible. Um, a couple of pieces, you know, that might also be happening. Um, I don't know that there has been a full um, okay yet, but Chase Young might be making uh, one of his first uh, starts of the season um, in this game. You know, the talented defensive end from Ohio State. Um, who was drafted to be a big difference maker in Washington and has just not been able to um, get past the injury bug in his first three years. Um, but he should be back um, at least for um, some different snaps. And that changes um, the dynamic of, of this team. Um, a lot. When they have, when they have Chase Young out there, um, you know, they have one of the, uh, most talented, um, you know, defensive line groups um, in the NFL. You know, you're you're looking at Jonathan Allen uh, at defensive tackle. Um, they uh, drafted a rookie, uh, Fedarian Mathis, who's been giving them um, some minutes, but also Darren Payne, um, who is a really strong uh, defensive tackle. Would a uh, would love to see him in orange and brown, um, mm-hmm. but. Also, mm-hmm. too, you know, on a defensive end, you're you're lining up Montez Sweat um, along with Chase Young, um, and and got a good rotation going on out there too. So, this is not going to be a cakewalk to run the ball, um, but I'd like to see it. I think it would give us a better indication of what's really happening with our offensive line, um, whether they really are. Uh, wearing down to end the season if they're injured or are we are we building back up or do we have something to roll with so um really looking for that head forward um well i think what we'll, we'll do right at this point let's go ahead and hear from our sponsor and when we get back uh, i want to kind of get your your final thoughts on on what you think you want to see out of the browns um, sure. And and maybe we'll put down some predictions uh, for this week. All right. Sounds, Sounds great. All right. Well, we will be right back with you on the other side of this commercial break. Hey, everybody, it's Mark from the Cardiology Podcast, and I have an important question for you. Does your garage make you happy? If your life is anything like mine, the space in your garage just goes to waste because of overwhelming and embarrassing clutter. I mean, with all the tools, the toys, the bikes, the equipment, and whenever you open that garage door, that mess just hits you right in the gut. 
but it doesn't have to be that way. The team at CB's Custom Garage Interiors and More wants to help you take advantage of every inch of space your garage has to offer with their full turnkey design and installation services for garage cabinets, flooring, and other storage solutions. But don't be confused. The solutions they provide are not the cookie cutter racks and plastic bins you find at all the big box stores. From showroom quality garage flooring to durable powder coated wood garage cabinets, CB's Custom Garage Interiors and More has everything you need to turn your garage into the organized space of your dreams and have every one of your neighbors green with envy. So if you're tired of the mess and ready to bring the garage of your dreams into your everyday reality, you owe it to yourself and your family to check out all of the fantastic solutions CBs has to offer. You can contact Chris Burdett and his team today by heading to their website at www.cbscustomgarageinteriors.com or you can give them a call at 330-542-8416. On the site, you can request a free garage makeover guide packed with all kinds of great ideas and solutions that'll spark your imagination and help you visualize all of the potential your garage has to offer. It's time to feel the joy of a garage that meets all of your functional needs and looks fantastic too. Please let Chris help you make your dreams a reality today. Call him at 330-542-8416 or check him out online at www.cbscustomgarageinteriors.com and let Chris help you love your garage again. Welcome back to Cardiology, everyone. So it's time for us to kind of line up our final thoughts uh, on this upcoming matchup um against the washington commanders so sad to think that this is you know um we have two games left here um and yes that you know not only just that the season didn't go exactly the way we wanted it to go but also too just the idea that uh football is already drawing to an end i hate i hate this time of year so much <laughs> Me um, too. but um i'll look at you chris uh what yeah. What are you what are you thinking here, man? So what are what are the key points that you're looking at out of this team and and, you know, finish it up, tee it up for me. What 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 are you predicting for this one? Um, A few key points I'm going to look for. Number one is uh, Kevin Stefanski to make good, smart decisions, not clever, smart coaching. Number one. Um, Number two, I want to see us stop the run on defense. uh, you know, our defensive woes have been well-known and we have not stopped the run all year. I want to see us make progress and stop the run. And thirdly, I, I want to see even more progress out of Deshaun Watson. Um, I think this is a very winnable game for us. Uh, I don't think anybody knows what to expect from us. Um, I think we're going to win the game. And I say that with all caution. I don't think it's going to buy, be by a million. I think it's going to be like 17-10 Browns. So... That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm hoping for. And that's what I, I predict. How are you? All right. Well, I think um, I think some of the same things. I I really want to see us. Um, I don't want to see us just run the ball. I want to see us back to running the ball like the Browns 
So I want to see, uh, you know, a hundred yards for, for Nick and, and maybe a touchdown. Um, you know, he's, he's been just outside of a hundred yards the last two weeks, but it, I feel like both of those games, they were really tough runs to get to that point. I'd like to see a little bit, of, I, I'd like to see a little bit easier day for him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as we talked about before the break in the passing game, um, just continue to get sharper. Um, I think the plays were there to be made last week in New Orleans, in the New Orleans game. Um, so let's let's make the plays this week. I, I want to see um, those almost turn into actual receptions um, and kind of uh, flip the script on this particular game. I, I do think that this is uh, a winnable game. I, I do think it's going to be tough because you are playing a team that has everything to gain versus mm-hmm. a team that, yes, maybe doesn't have anything to lose, but also doesn't have anything to play for. So, you know, um, how do we respond? Um, do we do we grasp hold of this idea of being a spoiler and showing our best? Um, or are we, you know, halfway to vacation um, and, and ready to fold up our tents? So hopefully um, we are going to see the former. Um, but I am going to look at this game. I think um, I'm going to look for, for a solid game out of the team. I, I think I'm going to go with a um, a 24-20 Browns. Oh. I think I think I'm going to I'm going to say that we're going to see a little bit more uh, of this offense back where it was. Um, you know, I I think that the defense has shown us their ability to again at least stop one side, and I I believe that they're going to focus on on making Washington run the ball as opposed to pass the ball. So I think this is going to be a secondary uh, game. Um, our healthy secondary, hopefully matched up against their receivers. Um, and so I'm looking for, um, I'm looking for a 24, 20 win. Let's, let's get off the schneid, start scoring some points. Absolutely. Let's do it. I like it. All right, Chris. Well, I want to thank you for joining me, uh, for thank you as this, always, uh, <laughs> this preview, uh, of this game. Hopefully we'll have some good things to talk about going into the season finale. You know, it's going to be Steelers week, you know, always, you know, always a big game to be thinking about, but hopefully we have, you know, the ability to actually play spoiler to them. Um, and we are riding from a win into that game and, and hopefully uh, a positive end to what has been um, a tough pill to swallow in this 2022, 2023 campaign. But, but I'm here for it. I know you are as well. I am. Yep. Absolutely. Um, uh, for, for Chris, for the guys who couldn't join us this week. Um, I just want to say thanks to everybody who listens out there. Um, as always, you can check us out on your favorite streaming services. Those being either Amazon um, or Spotify or Apple podcasts. Um, you can also check out um, any of our episodes on our webpage at www.cardiologycle. That's cardiology with a K. CLE.com. Um, and we would love to hear from you. You know, we know a lot of you are out there. You're, you're, you're listening in and we appreciate that. You know, it's, 
listening to a couple just local guys who like to talk about the Browns who <laughs> you feel a lot like you do that, you know, better days should be here, can be here, need to be here. So we'll all kind of hang in together um, and yep. hopefully look for a great end to this season. So um, Chris, I will, I will catch you next week, hopefully. Yes, sir. Uh, Absolutely. But, but again, thank you everybody. And let's have, let's have a great game. Um, let's get into the new year. It will be the new year. It'll be January 1st. So to start off our 2023, let's get, let's get a big send off here, Chris. All right. So yes, yes, sir. For, for this game, for a win against the commanders in Washington, Let's go! Go Browns! Browns. Oh, 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 oh.